In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Well, I'm quite certain that all of you all got up this morning and thought, I'm coming to St. Augustine's Episcopal Church, or joining us online for a little bit of good news. The Old Testament reading today is like, it can rock you back on your heels. The New Testament reading is, is a little, it gets a little more sunshine, and then you have Matthew. And as I've said, it just is like perfect. We had a one out of three chance to have the Gospel of Matthew in 2020, and here we go, you know? So Advent's coming, so we're getting there. But this is the next to last parable that Jesus says. Next week we have him talking about the end times, and it's tough. I meet with a group of clergy every week on Wednesday, and we talk about the readings for the upcoming Sunday, and someone was like, okay, guys, help me find some good news here. So... We're going to start, we're going to kind of start with, with the tough part of this, but don't worry, we're going to get to the good news. So I was reminded this week, someone re- reminded me of C.S. Lewis's um, book, The Last Battle, and it tells the story of how Aslan, they had come upon a group of, of the dwarves who had been, as, as, they, as they were fighting over Narnia, and they're still imprisoned, or what they think are imprisoned in the stable that they were thrown in. But now it's a new Narnia, and they're freed. However, they don't believe Aslan that they're free. They don't, they don't trust that. They're so cynical. And no matter what he or anyone else says to them, they refuse to come out of this place, of this sort of self-imposed prison. And Aslan says, they they will not let us help them. Their prison is in their own mind. They're so afraid of being taken, they won't be taken out. So what I think is that that's what's going on in in this interaction between the owner and the third slave in this gospel reading today. His cynicism, his lack of trust, is actually what keeps him stuck. So this is where the good news comes in. Because what I really believe about this parable is it's not really about the landowner trying to, you know, trick or, or punish this slave. Because if you really take a good hard look at the beginning of the parable, what the landowner is actually doing is giving in huge abundance. Basically what he's saying is here, here's a ton of money and it's yours. And I want you to take it and do something with it. And I'm going to go away on a journey. And I'm going to leave this to you and let you do with it. Let you make something extraordinary out of it. It's kind of like the father in the story of the prodigal son. He's killing the fatted calf for them. There's great abundance at the beginning of this moment. So again, I don't think the end point is actually... He doesn't start off wanting the the weeping and the gnashing of the teeth and the outer darkness, but rather that the hope and the expectation is that, if you can imagine sort of like being right here, all that the landowner is saying is like, you've just got to make a a slight move this way. You You just have to do a little bit more than nothing. You don't have to be particularly successful. You don't have to have 
all of the understanding to, to triple your money, but just do a little bit more than you're doing now. But instead, that third slave, by burying it in the ground, he actually does less. So when we begin a journey, a journey of any sort, I think about this, this wonderful moment that we're going to have in a few minutes of baptism with these two individuals. The journey begins just with this, the saying that I want to be a part of it. And that's what we're going to do in a few minutes with the promises. It's just saying, hey, I'm in. It's not really knowing always how that's going to go or how it's going to end up or what challenges we're going to have along the way. But it's taking that little piece of what we've been given by God and not burying it in the ground, hiding it and keeping it hidden. Robert Capon, who I, who I love, and I'll probably quote Robert Capon every time I preach on parables with you guys. He says, we are so busy creating God in the image of our fears. We're so busy creating God in the image of our fears rather than the image of abundance and hope. So like this landowner, we are on a journey. You all are on this journey. We are all on this journey together. And when we entrust these gifts with others, what happens? I think in order to be successful, we have to be willing to take risks. Because as Merton says, the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. The desire to please God, just the desire to it, is enough to please God. We have to let go of our fears. Certainly much easier said than done. Certainly much easier said than done these days. But it's all possible. I think we also have to give radically. Because I think it is by the actual act of giving that is how we grow. Of course, the fruits of those come from what we give to others, but it's actually practicing generosity that gives us the greatest gift. You know what? I think we also have to be willing to be disappointed, right? Disappointed in ourselves. Certainly the landowner was disappointed when he came back and saw what had happened with what he had entrusted them with. But we can't stop and we can't get mired down in our disappointments, the ways that we feel let down, the way we let down others. I agree, yes, see? <laughs> and much like the dwarves, we have to be willing to let go of our own cynicism and a false sense of, of scarcity. That's what happened last week with the, the parable of the bridesmaids getting ready for the wedding feast. They never imagined that they were going to have to wait that long. They didn't prepare. They just prepared for what was right in front of them. And when the oil began to run out, they saw only scarcity. They didn't see how this could all be shared. And they left. They left. So in this gospel reading, we'll end with the good news. Because when the landowner encounters the two other slaves who had multiplied the gifts, he says to them, enter into the joy. Enter into joy. That's what's waiting for us. The joy and the peace of God which passes understanding, not because we're successful, but because we show up and we practice faith in action.
Amen.